Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. We had a bit of a delay today. I apologize for that. Um, you know, technical difficulties. It's Monday. There is so much to talk about. Like, I really want to talk about Seth Rich. I really want to talk about Mueller. But that's all a distraction to the real stuff that's going on. Uh, there is so much going on on the global scene. Like this week is insanely super busy. Oh, when I say insanely super busy, we're talking insanely super busy. Uh, there, are, there is so much going on uh, today. Again, we had another uh, Al-Shabaab attack. Uh, I forgot to say the date today is July 22nd, 2019. Um, It's really interesting the way things are panning out. See, we weren't going to war with Iran, right, at all, right? And now everybody wants us to go to war. How awesome is it that we're not in this, you know, BS, uh, just for show, Iran nuclear deal or else we would have been pulled into it. It is pretty incredible. I'll walk you through it step by step. I've got more on Ilhan Omar. Uh, Obviously, there have been developments over the weekend. The mainstream media talking smack, claiming, you know, that there was a sweep uh, arresting the uh, finance minister, which would be the equivalent to our uh, secretary of treasury here um, for fraud. Uh, (laughs) But it's not. Uh, It's a little bit more complicated than that. And that means that research from people have gotten to the right places and this is all going to come out. Now, as always, I always say what we listen to the leaders and listen to what they have to say. Uh, There's a lot of fake news going around in regards to Iran, you know, and the specific number of 17 uh, CIA agents. Uh, I actually was up. I listened to the radio. I watched uh, the Iranian uh, state uh, news broadcast about it. Now, I'm going to tell you that in the news broadcast, they actually showed um, uh, an Iranian official being talked to by a U.S. rep uh, in the United Emirates, which was like, I think I want to say 2017, but we'll get into that uh, a little bit later too. So there's a lot going on. Turkey, Kenya, Libya, Syria, the Horn of Africa, West Africa. I mean, it's just blown. There's so much to talk about, seriously. So where do we start? I mean, 
we could start by talking about the tweets. Um, we could start by talking about uh, Mogadishu because that's kind of breaking. You know, that's breaking news, guys. That's that's pretty, pretty interesting. Um, Please consider joining oh, us. Well, our- why are these ads coming up? Okay. Sorry, guys. I wanted to play a clip um, from... Hold on. From this morning where they were talking with Kellyanne Conway about Iran, but it's just not working. Okay, that's the Gulf tensions. We're going to talk about that. See, uh, didn't I tell you guys what was happening last year? Didn't I tell you that that's the region that's volatile? That's where we're going to have issues. I did. Okay. And that's because, you know, say whatever uh, you know you could say that I'm a psychic or a time traveler or whatever but it's math it totally makes sense and today what I want to do is show you the two sides of the story because democracy now actually came out with a clip <laughs> I, I kid you not where they're talking about uh you know Iran and that they've arrested 17 Iranian citizens and charged them with being CIA trained spies for the United States and guess who they had talking Narjis Bajoli she's actually a professor over at John Hopkins and she wrote the book Iran reframed like these people I don't know why they even put out news like this honestly because their base doesn't care what happens outside of their borders. Their base is too stupid to care. Their base is busy having Governor Newsom sign laws to not discriminate against people about hair. Uh, you know, their base is banning straws, but not the plastic cups or the plates or anything else. Their base cares about, you know, being able to pro- self-proclaim themselves anything they can you know, identify as furniture, a 65 year old can identify as a toddler, a toddler can identify as a senior citizen and maybe even demand that the courts provide them, you know, (laughs) their social security. I mean, this is their base. So why are they even making these history? And I've said this before, you know, why do these clowns write books? One, so they can make history. If it's written, it survives. And obviously there's money laundering. I mean, (laughs) let's just say, We need to be ready this week. This week, we need to be ready. Ready not just for the the domestic stuff. I mean, the Mueller thing is a charade. But over the weekend, lots of things happen. Neuralink. I talked about it months ago. And I talked about it New Year's, how AI is important. We'll talk about that because there was a whole presentation about it by Elon Musk. Uh, and that's really important too. So let's um, play Kellyanne Conway first. See what she had to say this morning. Uh, I really like this clip that uh, Fox News uh, put up today. It's pr- it's pretty nice. It talks about that. Talks about the president's tweets and so on. Um, so where do we start? Okay, let's just let's just first go to his tweets. Okay, he's been tweeting today a lot. So his first tweet was tweet was this morning, about four hours ago, and he scolded the feds. So the Federal Reserve has completely killed our economy because right now in an economy so bullish, they could have given us um, a little bit of a boost, right, in order to maintain it because. In the future, if the economy was to tumble because of what's going on in the Middle East, 
you know, war and stuff that the Brits want, war and stuff that the EU wants, war and stuff. They want it. They're asking for it. And we don't want it. Things like that, even if we're not at war, but they are, can hurt the market because these international companies have, uh, you know, headquarters over there. They do a lot of business over there and they will take a hit in regards to profit. The Federal Reserve can mitigate that in advance by giving us a little bit of a boost. They've already missed that point where they could have um, freed up a bit of money, but they didn't want to. That's okay. President Trump said, that's okay. You missed it. Don't miss it again. Reason he's saying this is we already know we're reverting back to the gold standard. This is all going to happen after 2020. This is why we saw, you know, this weekend, a lot of money being uh, moved around. But how is the money being moved around? Gold. Uh, They had a stop of gold that came in to Europe again. You know, so this is really interesting. People need to, uh, you know, just remember whatever's going in the market now. It's great. I mean, my $5 guys so far from day trading and stuff and sticking into portfolios, legit in 42 days, I've made that $104.29 today, five bucks. Okay. So it's all about watching the market. The president has made such an incredible economy. I mean, guy, it's, it's ridiculous. So the Fed can either play along or just continue doing what they're doing because, you know, they know they've got two feet in the grave. They're out. All right. And then we had the president talking about the Washington Post. We'll talk about that. I've talked about that in regards to Amazon in general, not just the Post. Okay. The Post had the front page story about, you know, how he got talking points. Let's we'll talk about that. But the Post, Amazon, uh, you know, Washington Post, big talk right now. I talked about it years ago. Um, I'm talking about it again. Uh, you know, now you're going to come to realize as to why certain people within the White House were fired. Um, you know, I've talked about the experiments that they've done on social media on behalf of the clown agencies and uh, the corrupt, uh, you know, fourth unelected branch of government. Uh, so, Before um, I play the clip from Kelly and Conway, uh, we have a tweet from the president uh, in regards to uh, Iran. And he said the report on Iran capturing CIA spies is totally false. Zero truth. Just more lies and propaganda um, like their shot down drone. Ah, what did I say? Ah, oh, so they didn't have a shot down drone. Hmm, interesting. Put out by a religious regime that is badly failing, RRBF, and has no idea what to do. Their economy is dead and will get much worse. Iran is a total mess. Now, first of all, RRBF, I'm telling you, the IRGC is composed of 17 leaders, all placed by the CIA. Who placed them? Well, the original regime uh, was instated back in the late 70s by Peter Strzok, the, you know, daddy, Peter Strzok, which was Peter Strzok's daddy. Hence why, you know, a tweet that he talks about Lisa Page and Peter Strzok. Now we understand why they get immunity deals because he wasn't FBI ever. He was always CIA. He was always a clown agency. He was always a central agency. It's time to gut it. It's redundant. It's unnecessary. And they offer no transparency within the government, right? Even within the government, there's no transparency from our intelligence community. That's a problem. 
still waiting on Dan Coats to be fired. I don't know how we're going to take him down. Is it by military tribunal? I don't know, whatever. But what the president is saying here is that this is all propaganda that has been pushed out. And I'll elaborate that. Uh, just take a listen to what Kellyanne Conway has to say about that quickly uh, before we delve into it. Iranian Foreign Minister uh, uh, Zarif on John Bolton is certainly getting a lot of attention this morning. He says having failed to lure President Trump into war of the century and fearing collapse of his team, Ambassador Bolton is turning his venom against the UK in hopes of dragging it into a quagmire. That back and forth continues. Joining us now, Counselor to the President, Kellyanne Conway. Kellyanne, good morning to you. Uh, Good morning. The tensions with Iran continue to escalate this morning. What is the latest from the President on that? Well, the President's made very clear, clear even in his tweets this morning, how he feels about the developments. We also know that Iran's malign behavior cannot continue. And the President, the Secretary of State, and others have made that very clear. Iran has a history of lying, and uh, the president flatly denies their claims that they've disrupted a CIA ring. And I need to leave it at that because we cannot comment further on intelligence matters. Okay. What what do you, in a general sense, make of the constant provocation, the back and forth, as I just mentioned a moment ago? It seems like it goes higher by the day as opposed to backing away. Your sense of that is what, Kellyanne? Well, let's back up and let's see that this president won on and has governed according to his explicit promise and the delivery on that promise to pull this nation out of what he saw as a horrible Iran nuclear deal. Um, The last administration was much friendlier toward and much accommodating of Iran and its malign behavior. So from day one, uh, this president has been very clear and resolute in taking action and pulling us out of that nuclear deal and making very clear that we will defend our friends in the region most most explicitly our best ally Israel. The president if continues. That can't make Iran happy. That can't make Iran happy that we are exporting energy around the world. It can't make them happy that they can't rely upon these pallets of cash and a bad deal. Um, and and a different really a different administration as goes as goes the Iranian regime. Uh, And and let me just again repeat, I can't go further on intelligence matters, but I would point you to the comments of our Commander-in-Chief and President Donald Trump and Secretary Pompeo. They've been very explicit very recently on this very issue. All right. And we did hear from uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo this morning. The president, as you mentioned, tweeted as well. Want to move on to this back. All right. So like she said, they're very transparent. They've told us, like I've said, if you want to hear the news, you listen to them. Now, before we analyze, before I tell you what's up, I want you to listen to Democracy Now. I want you to listen to this clown network called Democracy Now and listen to what they have to say about this Iran uh, announcement. Of sanctions, which uh, you had spoken about earlier in your segment, uh, the economic sanctions that the Trump administration has put on Iran, especially on oil exports, uh, that has been something that's gained a lot of media attention. Iran, for the first year after President Trump pulled out of the of the Iran nuclear deal, uh, sort of practiced uh, a lot of restraint. Uh, in that first year, it, it tried not to retaliate in any way. Uh, however, as the oil sanctions um, increased in pressure and uh, have resulted in the Iranian currency uh, initially crashing quite a bit. What that's entailed has been that Iran has promised that it will retaliate in order to show that it's not going to uh, stand uh, by idly while maximum pressure is imposed on them. And so as things have heated up, 
between the United States and Iran. Uh, Iran has attempted to um, react in, in, in different ways in order to uh, sort of uh, stand in front of, of different forms of American pressure, one being economic um, sanctions, the other being um, sort of uh, ways that the Trump administration seems to be trying to corner Iran uh, militarily. And so Iran is trying to raise the stakes not only for the United States, but for uh, EU countries as well as other Persian Gulf countries, uh, and saying that if there is further military confrontation in the region, it will be something that various countries will have to pay the cost of, not just the United States. So really, Iran is trying to sort of um, uh, show that uh, U.S. pressures are going to uh, have repercussions for not just the Americans, but also for other countries involved. Hmm. Oh, wow. What do you know of what's happened today with this arrest of Iranian uh, Iranian? Before we just listen to that portion of it, listen to what they're telling their audience. Oh, we're going to go to war because it's our fault because we're putting sanctions and it's not just us that's going to feel it. First of all, we're not going to war. We already said that. Ink is drying. Okay. It's not happening. Take a listen to this. That this unnamed official said um, were somehow linked to the CIA. Who knows if they, some were executed at this point? Right. Well, you know, I'm uh, reading the news as you all are as well. There has been a lot of, um, in, in different instances in this past year, there have been points at which the Iranian government has said that they uh, are accusing certain individuals or groups of individuals of working either with the Americans, the CIA, or with other intelligence agencies. Uh, you know, this is one of those instances, and, and this is why so many um, activists in Iran, civil rights uh, activists who are involved in uh, civil society in Iran, have been so much against uh, the sanctions and against this sort of pressure from the United States, because what this means is it further securitizes uh, the all of civic society within Iran. So this is sort of whether or not these individuals that they are claiming have ties to the CIA. The the fact is, in, in this sort of environment, when there is this sort of maximum pressure from the United States, uh, what ends up happening is that it becomes easy for uh, the government within Iran to securitize the atmosphere and and say that, you know, different uh, people are involved in activities with the United States. Some may be. We don't know. But it's it's also a, um, a net that they can sort of uh, cast widely. And that's why uh, a lot of uh, lawyers, activists uh, and uh, and rights workers in Iran have been very much against this sort of pressure from the United States, because it actually ends up working against uh, those within Iran. Mm. There's an interesting piece in The Guardian um, that's head. OK, so we're going to stop there. We don't need to listen to their garbage. So here's what's happening. First of all, we've got Iran making the announcement. Now, I heard the radio. I saw the television. Um, I uh, watched them. I heard them. And I can tell you this that Iran themselves um, was indicating when they announced this, okay, I'm just telling you, they were uh, pointing to a picture that had um, uh, a picture of an Iranian official being questioned or being coached, uh, as they claimed, uh, in at the United Emirates, which I was just like, mm, that's like super weird, right? Why would they show that out of everything as that is, you know, the proof? Now, it's very, very funny to me 
that the indication or their statement was very specific in the amount of people that they supposedly arrested and possibly executed. And that is, they said that um, there were 17. For those of you that don't know, the um, IRGC is actually uh, created, is, is, has 17 different leaders. So this is just a statement I am making to you and you can take uh, as you wish. Now, let's talk about Iran a little bit more because this is a lot of fun. So if you remember two weeks ago when I was, you know, telling uh, the United Kingdom and I was saying, hey, Gibraltar, you just confiscated a ship that's not yours, that didn't violate any, you know, international treaties of waters. You shouldn't be doing this. You claim that it had crude oil. You took days to investigate it when just looking at it in the ocean, you could tell it wasn't crude oil because it sank so deep into the water. And it was obviously, uh, uh, you know, ship fuel oil, right? Which is completely different to crude oil. It's for um, uh, fueling ships in the water, right? So they don't have to, you know, park up at a port and get refueled. So I stated that and I said, this is, this is what they're doing to instigate war. I said it. Oh yeah. They were going to go to Syria and they were going to fund that. And it's all terrorism. And, and it's like, but the ship can't fit and the ship can't reach. So if it was crude oil, it wouldn't be able to go to that port that you're talking about in Syria and actually dump the fuel or gain fuel or whatever it was supposed to do. So I said, here is where they try to drag us into war. And Iran wasn't going to play nice. So recapping, right? Last weekend, you know, midnight Saturday, I guess, you know, you would say Sunday morning, a ship went missing, right? Last weekend, it totally went missing. So everyone was like, what happened to the ship? What happened to the ship? Oh my gosh, we're missing a ship. You know, everyone's looking for this ship, this tanker, where to go? Nobody knows. They're like, oh, it was a, you know, UAE ship and nah, 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 and where is it? And it didn't tell us it had distress or anything. And Iran, nothing. Crickets, right? They didn't even say anything. This is, this is what's hilarious. This is how this is how playground stuff happened. This is how you instigate war. You know, you instigate war by listening to CNN that tell you that they blew a drone of ours out of the sky because Iran said so when there wasn't any drone, right? The president made that clear to you I said it too I had a friend of mine two reporter friends one super mainstream one on an affiliate oh my gosh drone and I just sent eye roll emoji it didn't happen it's all BS it's all fake news mm. and we have our mainstream media peddling it too so and we have more to talk about that Oh, gosh. And we don't even have enough today, right, to talk about, about fake news and peddling and saying that the president isn't building the wall. It's all BS. Anyway, so we have, <laughs> so we have Iran sitting there like, oh, look, the whole world's going crazy. Where's the ship? Where's the ship? And Iran didn't say anything. Two days after the ship is missing, they're like, oh, by the way, there was like this tanker with a 12 person crew and they were totally in distress. So we came with our tugboats and tugged them to safety and they're totally fine now. Listen, so this is an announcement they make. The United States in the meantime, while the ship was missing, said, um, just a tip 
Iran took it. And everyone's like, whatever. And the U.S. was like, hey, I'm just telling you, you know, because we ain't got beef with Iran. We're not in this crazy Iran nuclear deal. You guys are. You know, we see that you're working really hard to create the Instex system. And we're going to talk about that. And just so you can see who the enemies of the United States are, who the enemies of independent nations are, who the enemies of humanity are, uh, you know, you'll understand all of this today. So step by step. So we've got Iran playing stupid. Iran saying that they got this ship. They brought this ship because it was broken and they're going to repair it. Then two days afterwards, they announced, hey, so we like, um, you know, got this ship because it's like a bad ship. It entered into our water. And, you know, so we had to reprimand them and arrest them and take them in. So CNN goes nuts, right? CNN got the, what did they get? The the audio and everything. Take a listen to them all excited yesterday publishing this on, on the internet. And, you know, it was on live. Listen. To you, dramatic audio has come to light of Iranian naval vessels closing in on a British flagged oil tanker in the Strait of Hormuz. We'll play it for you in a moment, but first I'd like to set it up for you. An Iranian patrol boat tells the tanker that it will be safe if it obeys and changes course. A nearby British warship, though, immediately advises that that tanker, in effect, to ignore the Iranians' warnings. Take a look. You obey, you will be safe. If you obey, you, be, you will be safe. Alter your course to uh, 360 degrees immediately. Over. This is a British warship Foxtrot 236. So I reiterate that as you are conducting transit passage in a recognized international strait, under international law, your passage must not be impaired, impeded, obstructed, or hampered. Please confirm that you are conducting transit passage okay so before we break and we'll continue this after the break just remember at gibraltar they didn't give a warning to the other ship right they just went and took it right and the other ship was in international waters i just want to make that known so sit with that understand that the iranians said move uh gibraltar didn't even give a warning and they just took the ship uh so i'll see you guys right after the break where we'll pick this up And, uh, you know, see exactly how we've got the Europeans and the rest of the world trying to pull us into war. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Hello, my fellow patriots. My name is Michael Flynn Jr., and I am the proud son of General Flynn. Your support of the last two years has been incredible and will never be forgotten. If you'd like to continue supporting General Flynn, you can donate to our Legal Defense Fund. Any donation is welcome. To donate, go to www.mikeflynndefensefund.org. Thank you and God bless America. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable my pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My pillow stays cool and does not go flat. 
Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My Pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My Pillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My Pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code Red State. That's one 800 Promo code Red State. Put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow, the most comfortable pillow you will ever own. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, Welcome back, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. So I just retweeted something that I saw, which is showing some really, um, uh, what would you call it? Aggressive, (laughs) some nice Air Force material flying around D.C. So we've got... um, three up in the air from someone uh, that saw it and tweeted it out. It's on my Twitter at Tori underscore says. I just did a retweet of that. Okay, so again, always continuing on what we were talking about before is Iran. Iran called out to this boat and said, yo, you'll be safe if you change your course. Now I'll tell you why they said change your course. So the IRGC is really, really concerned. They're concerned on the fact of being dethroned and actual having direct contact access with the Ayatollah. Uh, So what they are doing is they're trying to keep uh, even commercial ships, you know, a little bit further due to, you know, the advancements that we have on, uh, you know, uh, I would say technology to spy or to disrupt uh, electronics, etc., but in this case, that wasn't it, okay? It wasn't one of those, hey, can you move over a little bit because we're not feeling comfortable. It was more, hey, we know you're British and you need to move and we're giving you a warning. Remember, Gibraltar did not do that to the other tanker that was in international waters. They did not violate uh, you know, any sovereign waters of the United Kingdom. They were in international waters. And I'm going to replay how the United Kingdom's, you know, um, <laughs> military ship was like, nope, you're fine. You're not just take a listen. This is, this is where it gets funny. This is like hilarious because, you know, I called it. I told them anything you send through there now is going to be confiscated. If you obey, you, be, you will be safe. After your course, two, uh, three, six, zero degrees immediately. Over. This is a British warship Foxtrot 236. So I reiterate that as you are conducting transit passage in a recognized international strait, under international law, your passage must not be impaired, impeded, obstructed, or hampered. Please confirm that you are conducting transit passage. 
That's the audio, and now our senior international correspondent, Matthew Chance, is following the story live in Corfa Khan in the UAE. Good to have you with us, Matthew. First of all, so you've heard uh, the audio yourself. Uh, walk us through it and the implications. Yeah, a very dramatic exchange, which must have been made in the moments before Iranian forces uh, dramatically boarded uh, that uh, British-flagged oil tanker, surrounding it with fast patrol boats and then descending uh, upon it uh, with armed um, sort of special forces type individuals uh, from a helicopter that was hovering above the de deck and taking control of it. Uh, the, the Iranian Navy in that radio exchange appeared to be sort of instructing or ordering uh, the uh, Stena Impera, uh, the uh, British flagged oil tanker, to change course and saying, you know, if you obey, you will be safe. Okay, I'm fast forwarding because it's a whole lot of rubbish. The bottom line is what they should have said is, do you feel that this is payback? Because it kind of looks like payback. Kind of looks like they gave you a warning. They told you they're coming. Whereas in uh, the, you know, um, by Gibraltar, you didn't. You just took the ship. And, you know, if you go to Gibraltar's Twitter, you'll see an announcement the clown made. (laughs) I'm sorry. It was like, I'm laughing because it's like, what are you doing? Like, our president is not that dumb. They're trying to pull us into war. They took that tanker just to provoke, you know, Iran. They're doing this to provoke. They did it to provoke Iran. And Iran's like, all right, let's play. And now we have the Democrats saying, oh, the U.S. is going to be pulled into war. We feel war is coming. Trump is going to. He's not going to war. It failed with Bolton, you know, who's one of those hammers that goes in. And I've said that before. And, um, you know, it failed with. <laughs> when the other ship was nabbed now this one with helicopters and people on board i mean this is so much fun to watch and i know it sounds really really bad but it's like you make your bed you sleep in it because at the same time while they're trying to provoke us putting out fake news like they shot down one of our drones you know uh putting out you know their own tankers there knowing that iran is gonna snag them they know it and their warship coming back and talk back, talk back, smack back. Iran's going to be like, nah, man, you don't tell us what to do around our territory. They're like that. They're doing it on purpose. But at the same time, while all of this is going on, the European Union has formulated a new backdoor channel to evade Iranian sanctions. And it's called Instex. Now, I've mentioned this before i told you guys that putin was there last week and instex is a way that it's like a system like um you know how swift is right it's a system a monetary system that allows uh you know people that are part of that group which is um okay so basically what INSTEC stands for is Instrument in Support of Trade Exchanges. So the EU is trying to implement this because, you know, it is it, it, under their nuclear agreement and in order to keep 
you know, Iran happy, uh, even though the U.S. left, they have to give them money. Now, insects is not live yet, right? And it's a different method of transacting with Iran without using SWIFT. Now, even though SWIFT is like a foreign entity and, you know, uh, U.S. sanctions can't be imposed per se, um, it does report. So um, because of, you know, how... Uh, political and economic influence with the U.S. is within Europe. They're creating this separate system that is post-sanctions that can't be technically called evading Iranian sanctions. So they're creating this, and I'll break this down uh, even more. But uh, what you need to understand is is that... The EU is really trying to pull us into war while they're trying to work it out with Iran because they know Iran is working with us. And so I told you that the Iranian head, right, is in Turkey. And, uh, you know, he's the Iranian central bank head. It was in Turkey talking with Turkey in Ankara last week. He flew out. And so they've been talking about money. The European Union has been talking about money. I mean, it is incredible. And we have here we have our nation, right, that is telling Iran, look, stop messing about, you know, don't listen to whatever they're telling you. We're telling them that you need to like chill. We got this. We can work this out. Don't listen to the Europeans. We're not playing anymore with them. It's only them that are saying this. And, you know, it's up to, uh, I would say, us Uh, to ensure that the people are informed of this, right? It's up to the president and how clear he is. And this is why Kellyanne Conway said, you need to see what the statements of the president that was really clear and Pompeo. And like she said, they can't comment on intelligence stuff. But I'm just telling you, we're not going to war with them. The EU is sweating. Uh, You know, Turkey's upset because Turkey has a lot of pressure on them. Their economy is flat. They're screwed. Uh, You know, they chose to take the S-400s. They're messing about in the Mediterranean. Uh, You know, there were talks with the United States, uh, with the uh, Undersecretary of State. He was talking with the Prime Minister then of Greece uh, to beef up Mediterranean response to what Turkey is doing. Turkey, on the other hand, hand has signed up with Libya and they're acting out. So now you've got all the Arab nations going, Turkey, what are you doing? Turkey, (laughs) Turkey's working with Iran on money. Russia's going to Europe to flag, of course, this insect, like everything is going according to plan to dismantle these, uh, this group of persons that demand a universal government. It is all falling into place. Iran is the last um, frontier for us to diffuse. Okay. We just need to diffuse that. And once that's diffused and we've liberated Iran from their grips, then the enemy shall fall. Now, my sources tell me that because of all this, because of the U.S.'s position and unwillingness to enter into war with Iran, they've actually retreated from the Middle East or they are retreating from the Middle East as we speak. Uh, They have taken hold of the Horn of Africa and Western African nations. Uh, You know, this all ties into them being shipped out to the United States in order to infiltrate us through our borders. There's another caravan arriving on the 1st of August. Nicaragua has just captured uh, people that work for Al Qaeda, uh, you know, coming in with false passports uh, into Nicaragua with the intention of coming through our southern border. This is all the plan. So the terrorist um, 
cells, uh, you know, of the terrorist networks that were created in order to collapse the Western society's infrastructures in order to um, have the people voluntarily forfeit their rights and submit to a totalitarian government um, have failed in the Middle East. Uh, President Trump was a wild card they didn't expect, and they did not expect that with the fall of the Muslim Brotherhood that happened in the late 2000s, right? It was like 2008, 2009, where they kind of broke up. Um, they did not expect the alliances that they see today, which is Arab nations like Jordan, the United Emirates, Saudi Arabia, to join forces with Israel and move forward. Um, and when we say Israel, we're talking about, uh, you know, and, and, and Jordan and UAE and Saudi Arabia, we're talking about the um, governments that are promoting independence of nations, okay? So that's important to make that distinction uh, because within those governments we have... Um, officials that don't want that. Now, The Guardian released a video where they show uh, the crew uh, that was captured. So the IRGC released a video. Let me see if they have any audio. It just shows them. They're all like, they're all Indian, all of them. I mean, they look Asian, okay? Uh, some of them have, one of them has like a total, you know, head covering. <laughs> and so they're being talked to through an interpreter. They're all Pakistani, Indian, Brits. There's like one white guy in the whole crew. I'm just letting you know. Two, two white guys so far, I see. <laughs> Three. Okay, I'm counting them out. Okay, so they're being fed. They have a kitchen. So they're being fed. They're showing them well. Um, so, yeah, they're looking good. And they showed that, that they're all fine because, you know, remember, they still have the other people down there. I want you guys to listen how Turkey puts this. Listen to this. These radio exchanges between British Royal Navy and Iranian vessels came just before the UK's oil tanker Stain Impero was seized by Iran's Revolutionary Guard. If you obey, you will be safe. Iran's state-run media said the tanker had been involved in an accident, but officials later said it breached international maritime rules. The Stena Impero had also been releasing oil residues from its tanks, according to the Iranian Ports and Maritime Organization. The vessel is being kept in a safe place. There is nothing unsafe about the ship and also about the crew members. We have already announced that if the ship, the vessel or the crew members, if they have any needs, we are ready to meet their demands. While Iran conducts an investigation into the ship's activities, the UK has promised a robust response saying the seizure violated international law. It's very clear that those, uh, that ship was in Omani waters. This is an illegal and hostile act. The incident represents a significant rise in tensions between Iran and the UK, America's biggest ally. 
British lawmakers believe it was done in response to Britain's role in impounding an Iranian supertanker off the coast of Gibraltar two weeks ago. Are you worried that the US and Iran could be heading for a military conflict? I think everybody is worried about that, which is why the Foreign Secretary, the Defence Secretary as well, is wanting to make sure that we de-escalate. We have seen, as I say, Tobias, a ratcheting up the last three weeks of events and tensions in the Straits of Hormuz and with Iran as a whole. We need to make sure that we thwart this go back to the bigger picture of, of the relationship with Iran and make sure that we protect our international shipping. De-escalating the situation has proven difficult amid the unravelling of the Iran nuclear deal. And with the UK getting a new prime minister this week, easing tensions in the Gulf will be a major priority. Regan Levine, TRT World. Okay, guys, so I want to point a few things out and, and tell you what my sources are telling me. First of all, Turkish te- this is Turkish television, right? Um, it's their state TV, TRT. And um, they played a clip from Mafifipur, who is the um, head of the, you know, Hormuz Gulf on Iran's behalf, uh, saying that they were just inspecting and doing whatnot. Now, we all know that they seized the previous ship, uh, which no one's talking about, by the way, right? No one's talking about that. They're just talking about this. Um, uh, and so this is the second one, right, that they've seized uh, within a week. Uh, and they're saying that it's probably retaliation or whatever. And they're like, oh, they were in Omani waters. No, they weren't. They were not. They were in international waters off the island. So they're even blatantly lying when we already have it. Now, um, I just want people to know that uh, this video on TRT, and you can look it up uh, through YouTube, which says Gulf tensions, Iran says UK tanker breached. They said how, you know, they're worried that, you know, now this is going to escalate tensions with the US. It doesn't phase us, guys. We don't care. Now, I'll tell you what my sources told me. And these are sources from the Middle East. They're saying that um, because the Instex isn't working at all and it's not happening uh, as fast as they want it to, that um, the European Union is actually using their commercial ship, this second one that went through there, uh, purposely to transport either money or weapons to Iran or intelligence. So this is this is crazy. Um, uh, you know, I've had two sources tell me this. I don't know how valid it is. Um, I'm still waiting on people to respond um, because one of the sources that uh, told me this uh, is a really good source that I have down in Yemen for Al Qaeda, and they said that the um, that the money that the Iranians uh, demanded and weapons uh, they demanded to release the previous crew and in kind of exchange for uh, taking their ship in Gibraltar so it's really weird because that would totally make sense because the exchange seemed really odd like yeah we're just coming up to check and they're like no you will not blah 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 um So that's another take, that there is a possibility that the European Union, uh, to avoid sanctions, is providing um, weapons and or intelligence on the United States uh, to further help the IRGC spark a war as they want um, through these commercial vessels. So that's just, I'm putting it out there. Uh, It was pretty incredible to to see that. in the backdoor chat room that I have uh, with my sources. And this was all happening while I was watching uh, the Iranian broadcast. Uh, So I thought I'd put it out there for my listeners because I always tell you uh, things that you won't hear anywhere else. And this is possibly why the president reiterated, you know, 
how they said that they shot down the drone when they didn't, right? So we need to take everything with a grain of salt and listen to our president and no one else. That is what, uh, you know, we need to be doing. Now, um, it's it's pretty odd that this ship, not the previous ship, uh, is showing the staff that they're well, that they're taken care of, uh, being the second ship that was um, confiscated. In addition, though, I just wanted to say, the foreign minister of Turkey made a statement about the United States that was really weird. They said, um, so Savataglu, which is the guy that called Ilhan Omar twice to congratulate her once when she got into um, the state Senate of Minnesota, and then again when she became congressperson, he said that, you know, Turkey is ready to respond aggressively if sanctions are going to be placed on them. So it is a pretty interesting um, statement to make about the United States when tensions are rising. They said, if the United States treats us like an enemy, then, you know, we will have to respond accordingly. Uh, the Mediterranean nations are really freaking out. And so is, so are the nations of the Middle East with a lot of headlines saying, why is Erdogan in, um, you know, the central Mediterranean and in Libya? Those are questions that are being asked completely. And this could be the diversion from Iran to Libya. And again, obviously, at the um, stronghold where the Muslim Brotherhood is, which is where uh, the UN only acknowledges, and it's just Tripoli. So these are headlines in the Middle East about Turkey. So they are concerned at what is going on there. Very concerned. So it's important that we point this out. So it's important. It's very important that we point this out uh, at this point because this will be coming into play uh, later on at the beginning of August. It'll be quite interesting to watch. Uh, quite interesting to see how it'll pan out. Um, in addition, I just wanted to say, uh, Turkey. Back. It's been a while since we brought oh, you gosh. a watch, and tonight we everything's got one with like playing today. Hits. And I'm trying to. Okay, there we go. All right. All my clips are playing at once. So where where are we now? Turkey has sat down with Iran this weekend, and they've been discussing money. Last week, Putin appeared to Europe, and here's where they had serious discussions. Now, in the beginning of 2019, France, Germany, and the UK decided that they're going to get together because President Trump pulled out of the nuclear deal um, to create a non-dollar based trade system, non-dollar. So obviously not under what U.S. sanctions that would allow all EU countries to do business with Iran legally bypassing U.S. sanctions. Now, if you look at the Justice Department, there were many, many, many banks that were held responsible. Remember, in 2011, um, uh, it was uh, this, it was it the Eastern District or Southern District of New York, anyway, that um, took hold of the German bank HVB, and uh, you know uh, they uh, were fined for doing business with Iran, if you remember. And since then, the bank is no longer in existence, and. Um, 
because Italian Unicredit bought them out. And now, you know, they have to pay one of the biggest fines that the United States has ever imposed to a European bank for violating sanctions under President Trump. Uh, Société Générale, the French one, Commerce Bank AG, which is part of, you know, Allianz Group. Again, I talked about that big umbrella, Allianz, right? Uh, HSBC Holdings, again, and BNP Paribas, which is what? A Spanish-based bank, um, but now it's actually owned by Germany, but, you know, technically. Um, $8.9 billion in a fine. The French bank was actually, um, the French bank, uh, Société Générale, was um, found and accused of conducting illegal uh, financial transactions with lots of, uh, uh, you know, with lots of entities that the United States said are enemy entities, specifically that of Iran. So in total, I just want you guys to know, $18.5 billion have filled our coffers from taking them to court for violating the Tehran sanctions. So now the United Kingdom, as of the beginning of 2019, have started to put together this new system, non-dollar system called Instex. And it basically pushes forward this um, uh, ideal for the European Union to be able to fund Iran, invest in Iran, uh, you know, and uh, do that outside of the, you know, the U.S. sanctions upon Iran. So this is a really, really, really big deal. Uh, people are not understanding just how huge this is. Um, this is going to cause extreme tension with the European Union. And so they're doing it on both fronts. If they fail to drag us into war, they will uh, implement this instex system. If they get us into war, they'll drop the instec system because then they'll have control of the united states once again so this is the problem so uh the iranian banks even though they were removed at some point from the international banking system uh the eu decided to like revive you know uh, some statute to block them and, you know, to help uh, impose these sanctions. But now they've pulled it away. So after this break, uh, we're going to get into more detail about that. And then uh, we will start talking about Ilhan Omar. Kenya, Somalia, Liberia, ISIS. Guys, it's going to be a full packed show. I'll see you all in a bit. Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says. For the next hour, I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, Unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tory Says Show. I'm your host, Tory. So, before the break, 
Uh, we talked about Iran. We talked about their aggression with the European Union. But I also introduced you guys uh, to the instrumental in support of trading exchanges called Instex for short, which is a new non-dollar trade program that would allow the U.S. to do business with Iran and ergo um, circumventing all U.S. sanctions against them. It is slowly coming to focus for all of us to understand where we as a nation stand, speaking of those that wish freedom for the people. That is exactly where we are at. We are fighting for humanity, not just our nation. Obviously, our nation comes first, but we are fighting for humanity. This is a very, very big deal. Because everybody is against independent nations. The European Union is trying to find ways to circumvent sanctions that they themselves asked us to impose. And of course, like I said, it was great of Putin, and I mentioned it last week, for him to go there and openly discuss this and openly state, he's the only one that stated it, obviously the European Union won't tell you, but... Uh, he openly stated this will help us fund Iran and it'll help the European Union do so. Now, I direct you to a shocking, true, factual article that was actually published by Forbes on April 9th, 2019. And it's titled Instex, a new channel to bypass U.S. sanctions and trade with Iran. This is mainstream media telling you this, too. Now, we have to thank Putin, seriously, we do, for bringing light to this meeting because he didn't have to. And we have to thank the Iranian Ayatollah, who, listen to this, the Iranian press didn't talk about the Iranian central bank guy flying to Turkey to talk money and instex. No, 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 they didn't. But in an interview with Ayatollah, he said it and he was told, well, we shouldn't be. He's like, oh, I forgot. And he continued, legit, that's what happened. So like I said, if we want to know what's going on, we need to listen to the leaders, all leaders, all of them. Now, moving along, right? So we've got Iran finished. We've got the EU where they're trying to pull us into a war. They're doing this. Uh, intelligence, uh, you know, communications that my sources say are privy to indicate that the European Union is offering intelligence information and or assets, either that be money or weapons to the Iranian IRGC via commercial boats. This is just something that was dropped. You know, obviously, I'm sure if, uh, you know, I'm getting that information <laughs> Definitely my stuff is being intercepted and or our people already have it. So we need to keep our eyes open. The rest of the world is now crying out and complaining about Turkey. They are all up in arms about Turkey. We're talking Israel. We're talking Cyprus. We're talking Greece, uh, Jordan, Egypt, the UAE, Saudis. Everybody and their mother is like, what are they doing? This is very, very dangerous. Uh, they've already started to kind of penetrate the Mediterranean. I've told you that. Uh, we, as a nation, already knew what Turkey was doing in the Eastern Mediterranean. This is why we sent over 80 choppers 
Within a month from U.S. to Greece, we sent them 80 new choppers and a technology so they can detect and view and monitor their waters, you know, um, in the evening, right? Because they didn't have that technology. So it's really crazy. And so we've got the Eastern Med where Turkey is now saying, well, we own Cyprus. It's not just Cyprus's. And it's like, Cyprus isn't yours, man. You, you've invaded it. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And our, our um, uh, you know, plate in the, uh, in the Mediterranean meets up to almost the shores of Israel and Syria. And Russia's like, yo, all right, calm, calm it a bit. Okay, yeah, we won't do the whole Syria side, but we're going to do the other side. Now they've entered into the central Mediterranean. Pay attention. We have warships, right? Actual warships of Turkey in the central Mediterranean with the excuse that they are now fighting as Libya on behalf of the GNA. The GNA is the, is, is, um, the supposed legit Libyan government only according to the White Helmets, the United Nations. Uh, the U.S. is not acknowledging it at all. I'm just saying that. Uh, you know, Saudi Arabia doesn't acknowledge it. No one. Haftar of the Libyan National Army, which is based out of Benghazi, owns the majority again the majority they the libyans actually have the majority of their nation the only place that is not controlled by them is tripoli and we have to know that tripoli itself tripoli itself is a very strategic point i'll tell you why history hitler when he was coming down through europe and he wanted you know to expand his army he asked greece asked can i pass and that's when the Greeks said no, and they held them at bay, held them, held, the, held Mussolini and the Albanians so well with sticks and stones that Hitler was delayed, and that's why he froze his butt off in Russia, and they lost. But the point of the matter was is that they were trying to come through Greece while the Allies regrouped because they wanted to get hold of what? Tripoli. Tripoli. Because it is a strategic access point to spread Med, Africa, and Middle East. People don't get it yet. I've already said, all these wars that we see, all these uh, push and pulls, you know, are for the sake of taking territory. And territory that is strategic. I mean, think about it. Picture, you know, for you in the United States and those of you at home, seriously, wherever, let's pick a state. Okay, um, just so you get a visual. Okay, so we've got Illinois, for example, right? We all know where Chicago is, right? Okay, now let's pretend that's Libya. The only holding point that the GNA, the only holding point they have is the city of Chicago, as big as the city of Chicago is. It doesn't even go up to Waukegan. It's just, yeah, maybe Waukegan. Take that too. But it's a small portion of the whole nation. So you have to wonder, why is the UN pouring so much money into one small territory and claiming that's where the legit Libyans are when the rest of Libya is like, uh, no, it's not. We live here and it's not. And the Libyan National Army is part of our Libyan army 
and the GNA doesn't exist. Instead, the GNA, which is what, you know, is being recognized again by the uh, by the um, UN, as I said, which is the uh, UN made up army, right, uh, or military that is holding Tripoli is now what? Turkey. And what's crazy is, is that Turkey has now invaded into Libyan waters too. So they've taken the Yunanistan, Libya, or Tehat, which is 39 uh, um, square kilometers of water. So they have taken that territory too. They've just taken it. And now they're entering into the 63,000 square uh, kilometers of water of the coast of Libya, kissing up to the rest. I mean, this is pretty incredible. I mean, it's it's so crazy that you think that the Middle East, like, uh, you know, the Arabian Peninsula, uh, you know, uh, North Africa is... Um, is uh, is is present and is it's it's as if Turkey and Qatar are trying to influence them. Now, everyone's bundling Iran under this too, but Iran's got their own issue. And I think that's a super distraction by the EU to allow Turkey to continue what they're doing. Because if they gain Tripoli, they gain direct access to the belly button of, you know, um of the waters. What I mean to say is the Mediterranean. So the ancient Greeks, the only reason that they were good as a nation and stood so long, one, they had a really great Navy, but two, it was their positioning in regards to expansion. So from that belly button of the central Mediterranean, you have access to what North America, you have access to Africa, you have access to Europe, Asia, and the middle East. So it is a prime point. Turkey is literally taking over that. Not only that, Turkey has entered, as we know, uh, for months now into European territory. And you would think the Europeans would be like, dude, what are you doing? Well, they did it with the first one. They're like, yeah, I know, Greece. That totally sucks. We're going to tell them you watch. Now go to the corner, Turkey. Say you're sorry. They didn't say sorry. Instead, what did they do? They sent out another drilling ship into Greece's water and said, we're drilling here. Tough noogies. And, you know, the European Union is like, we're going to have to put sanctions. And Turkey said, yeah, try it. I dare you because we're going to fight for our territory. And it's like, but it's not your territory. Yeah. You're the only one saying it. We here in Turkey say it is. And if you talk too much, we'll come up to you. And here's the kicker. Guess what Turkey did yesterday. Turkey threatened the European Union saying, I dare you. Okay. This is a foreign minister that Ilhan Omar has had private conversations on the phone said, if the European Union decides to not work with me and allow me to drill my oil and take heed and send my ships into foreign waters that are part of EU member states, which is Greece and Italy, then what I will do is I will unleash the borders and flood you with migrants. Dare me. This is a statement that was made by the interior minister and the foreign minister yesterday. So now Turkey's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to raise the prices on oil watch and not only that I'm, I'm gonna let the migrants flood you because we had a deal that you're gonna give us six billion euros you only gave us one and a half billion euros and now you're telling us not to invade other people when we've already told you we're gonna do it the un is working with us in libya so either you play or we have a problem and so this is where they're at they're blackmailing Turkey is blackmailing the European Union. So look how desperate they are.
We have Haftar that has taken over, you know, and and, uh, liberated his nation in Libya. He has arrested six Turkish officials, got so much intelligence, handed it over. And I told you that from that intelligence, he exposed that Hillary Clinton and Brennan during their testifying claimed that they had nothing on that guy and this is why they let him go. Well, no, mind you, he was the one that orchestrated Benghazi and he's living like a king in Ankara, Turkey. He is living like a king in Ankara, Turkey. So what is going on? The militias, uh, you know, that are that are running rampant. I mean, the Muslim Brotherhood with Erdogan. Erdogan is having a big problem. I mean, over a month ago, the Arab Weekly, right, put out an article calling it the Turkish Misadventures in Libya. And the subtitle was Erdogan trying to pose an ideological mask on the conflict in Libya and denies the reality of the conflict. So in here, they start to tell you the story of how the government national court, the GNA, is being acknowledged only by the UN and that Erdogan is arguing that he's defending Turkey's interests by going down there. Now, even though they're saying that this is BS, I'm telling you it's true because, you know, with him having the right and having signed that defense agreement for Libya, it allows Turkey to bring their warships into that, um, into those shores of the 63,000 square kilometer waters, which are right before that international mark and right before the 39,000, you know, uh, square kilometer waters that touch up and meet up to to Crete of Greece. So we have, you know, Rhodes, uh, um, Castellarzo right now with military Turkish ships on their shores. This is Greek national waters they have violated every step of international law and no one is doing anything nothing and so when turkey said that they were advancing their interests they were right because now they're allowed to have all that all that territory 63,000 square kilometers of water which only leaves 39,000 kilometers of water square kilometers of water between uh, the international line and Greece's um, waters they've totally invaded territory and they don't care and no one is doing anything to stop them so here's where I'm doing you know obviously we have the Mueller distraction right and it's like come on guys we already know Mueller's himself is under investigation okay we don't need to talk about that much we can laugh about it right we can um pun you know make our puns and create our memes around it because it's so dumb you know that they're beating a dead horse the democrats are done and and they know it but here is where the real problem is we're all looking at iran and it's like something we're dealing with the european union is literally flashing iran helping iran trying to drag us into war while this is happening in the central mediterranean which is a huge military strategic point huge so not only that we have al-qaeda al-qaeda has now pulled out almost pulled out and they are in the process of leaving the Middle East and Syria and headed and split to Western Africa and the Horn. Now that's been happening for the past three years, but now it's been actually put out on their social media communications that we need to start moving. So they've backed out and you have to think if 
terrorists are regrouping and like they say to regroup and you know um, conduct themselves better they are now implementing Islamist law you need look no further than um, Mogadishu Ilhan Omar stomping ground which is a totalitarian government which works you know like a, it is socialism basically where their people are in poverty and we have a president Right, right now, President Abdullahi, who Ilhan Abdullahi Omar campaigned for, you know, campaigned for, that is president right now. He's a dual citizen of the U.S. and Somalia. And under his watch, we've had women stoned, people massacred, and this is the second Al-Shabaab attack in a week. Right. We just had one last weekend. We've got one this weekend. There's going to be one next weekend. They are taking hold. Now, this attack happened by the airport. Uh, it was the airport um, of Mogadishu at a building right there. Uh, it's pretty incredible, you guys. It was right by the airport. And I don't know why our mainstream media isn't really talking about it. It's um, pretty incredible. You know, there was a car, cra- a car explosion, so it was like a car bomber, and then there was a lot of shooting. So far, the tally is up to 20 dead, 34 injured. Uh, earlier when I tweeted it out, it was 17 dead, 28 injured al-shabaab has already taken responsibility for it and um uh what's incredible is is that uh you know ilhan omar for the second time has not come out to condemn it uh this is something they want this is how you impose sharia law this is the only reason al-shabaab exists and i say it again al-shabaab when it was created was created for a legit reason it was like the revolution for the somalis to not be oppressed by the ethiopians to not be oppressed by kenyans right they wanted their independence and they wanted to rule their country like they want that is what it was it was only until after Barack Hussein Obama let go of Ismail Al-Khori, who, um, you know, was let go from Gitmo and then took over Al-Qaeda in Yemen, right? And how he went there is, for some reason, we deported him to Uruguay. Uh, hello, the guy is Sudanese, whatever. Uh, and then from Uruguay, he went through to, uh, I think it was Colombia. And from Colombia, he flew to guess where? Turkey, right? Where they caught him and then they then deported him from Turkey to Syria. (laughs) And then from Syria, he went to Yemen and now he heads Al-Qaeda there. Who, in essence, has offered money, guns, and moral support to Al-Shabaab. This is why Al-Shabaab, Al-Qaeda, same thing. But all of them are. They're all connected. And, you know, with Barack Hussein Obama's presence in Africa wouldn't surprise me that he's the one that pushed the initiative. Let's beef up the Horn of Africa. Let's beef up West Africa. We're good. And then we'll come in and we'll infiltrate. That's how we'll do it. Because then we're going to tell America and Europe, you're racist because you're not letting Africans in. So now they're going to use the other one. It's not so much Muslim anymore. It's going to be Africans in general. And you're just racist, right? This is how they're going to do it. This is how they're going to perpetuate it, considering they know Trump is being reelected. They know that in 2024, a Democrat will not be elected. It will be someone that is being groomed as we speak by the president. And none of us know who that is. That is how it's going to happen. And they know it. So they've got their backup plan to reinitiate their program. So what do we have here? We've got Africa being weaponized. And again, it's the Horn and the West. And we have terrorism festering. 
But pay attention how we have terrorists within our own halls of Congress pushing this rhetoric, pushing anti-American rhetoric, pushing love for their country, which is not the United States, but their countries back home and will not come out and condemn. The last time we heard Ilhan Omar condemn Al-Shabaab was with the Kenyan mall explosion, but she actually blamed the United States soldiers for the explosion in Kenya by Al-Shabaab. So last week we had two Americans uh, killed from the last Al-Shabaab attack. She didn't say a word. Now we have another attack where they're still trying to put the pieces together and uh, you know they have no idea uh, what's going on. They it, it literally it's a hot mess down there and uh, people don't know which way if they're going or coming. So I kind of agree. Maybe she can go back and fix that because this explosion and this shoot shootout that happened is incredible. I feel so sad for the people that are there. I feel so sad. But we had a lot of developments too this weekend. So it seems that a lot of information may have gotten to the right people. Because in Kenya, we had mass arrests. I'll play a quick clip uh, right before we break uh, with, from Al Jazeera in regards to this. Now, listen to what they're telling you, but then I'll tell you what's really happening. Let's have a look at the top stories here at Al Jazeera. Kenya's finance minister, Henry Rotich, has been arrested over a dam construction scandal. It marks the first time a sitting Kenyan minister has been arrested on corruption charges. He and other officials are accused of flouting procurement rules when they awarded the building project to a bankrupt Italian company. Rotich has denied any wrongdoing. Well, I've been speaking to Catherine Soy, who explained the case so far. He's a very high-profile uh, individual in the government. He has surrendered himself alongside his deputy. The, dep uh, the director of public prosecutions also ordered the arrest of um, officials of a past title that was supposed to see oversee this project. Some of those officials have already sur also sur uh, surrendered themselves and has also uh, uh, issued a warrant of arrest for employees of the Italian company that was uh, supposed to um, undertake the construction uh, to begin with and I have seen this statement by the director of public prosecutors and it talks about a construction of the two dams further north that has not even begun Martin four years after it was commissioned haha <laughs> okay so let's talk about that the dams okay so this is money okay this is money Kenya received over four years ago funding okay pay attention to build some dams up north in the nation right this money mm. And supposedly, they awarded the contract to an Italian company that doesn't exist because it's been bankrupt. This is Money, money Laundering 101. But guess what? Guess who facilitated the creation of the project for the dams, guys? Guess who? Yeah, you guessed it. It was in cooperation of Lutheran World Services and the Islamic Relief. W Islamic World Relief. So they helped on creating the plans for this dam. And then you have to think, well, hold on a second. Why would charities that deal with uh, refugees that are being exported to Western nations, right? Same companies, companies, not, we can't call them nonprofits because they're all for profit, were the ones that vetted 
Ilhan Omar and her fraudulent documentation to come into the United States. They're the ones that are importing war criminals, sleepers, sleepers into all Western nations. They are the ones that have sent refugees up in Europe that have now been determined not to be 15, but 30. And just like Ilhan Omar, which will be coming forward and we're still working on it, how to break it. She was not a child when she entered this nation. I'm telling you that. And that is coming from Kenya direct. This is what's happening. So I guess the right people are either listening to Tori says, which I highly doubt. <laughs> I doubt it. Because if I get the information, you know, people above me have gotten the information, right? People that are actually in the government, right? That are not on the radio. They're not writing articles, but are actually doing this for a living, obviously have this information. But the problem is, is that a lot of these pundits, a lot of these right, conservative, middle center, and of course, the deranged fake news media will not tell you the news I'm telling you. This is what happened. Huge raid. Because again, how do we determine who funds terrorists? How do we determine, uh, you know, the source? You follow the money. And now the money has led us to Lutheran World Services and Islamic World Services, which, you know, have subsidiaries of Lutheran Social Services and Islamic Relief, I don't know, USA, etc., which, by the way, was deemed to be a terrorist organization in 2007 by our courts. I'll see you all just after this break. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Hello, my fellow patriots. My name is Michael Flynn Jr., and I am the proud son of General Flynn. Your support of the last two years has been incredible and will never be forgotten. If you'd like to continue supporting General Flynn, you can donate to our Legal Defense Fund. Any donation is welcome. To donate, go to www.mikeflynndefensefund.org. Thank you and God bless America. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable my pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My pillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code REDSTATE. That's one 800 961-9194 promo code red state put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow the most comfortable pillow you will ever own for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam sounds great right even better your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease if you're a u.s citizen between 50 and 80 you can get life insurance guaranteed 
It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219. Welcome back, everyone, to the Teresa Show. So this this Monday is just pretty insane. Uh, you know, we've got mysterious operations going down in Washington. I hear it has to do with Pakistan. Uh, you know, we've got Mahdi of India up in arms, so PO'd um, at, um, you know, he's like the Obama counterpart part for India. Um, Imran uh, is loved uh, by the Pakistanis. He's um, very conservative. Uh, you know, I hadn't seen so many Pakistanis in one place since the game that they just had, uh, you know, about a week ago. It was like on the 5th where they played for the, you know, World Cup type cricket thing. So that was interesting. You know, we've got, you know, earlier last hour, I told you guys that there was something up in Washington, right? Lots of bombers, you know, fighter jets. So there's um, some to come because, uh, you know, they're getting aggressive now. It's it's pretty interesting. They're getting very, very aggressive. And it's not the enemies you would think. Again, uh, you know, we, we constantly think of the enemies as these people that have nuclear missiles with beards and turbans or hijabs or robes. Um, they're actually sitting in places, you know, that are descendants of war criminals like Hitler, you know, that are sitting there and smiling to you that have rings and they point it out every time they talk with their lady fingers like Justin Trudeau. That is where we need to look because your enemy, you know, a, a real enemy will never look like an enemy. They will be as close to you as they can. And I've demonstrated to you in the first hour only how the European Union... Our supposed allies that are supposed to be working with us have uh, made statements and have begun to maneuver themselves in ways that are interesting, very interesting. Another thing that we need to know is that, you know, you remember back in the days when, um, at the White House in 2017, uh, you know, our lovely general had appointed Ezra. Do you remember Ezra Cohen? Right. So he was actually appointed and then fired, right? He left, right? Under this whole Flynn um, issue. Uh, so, but where did he go? He went to Stealthy Jeff's side. So one would have to understand that people who, um, first of all, I just want to say this, okay, and I'm going to be straight out. Anyone, and I'm saying this again, anyone that has ever in their life have worked with an intelligence community agency Okay, pay attention, ever, male or female, always on their formal documentation have two last names. 
and they always have a really weird middle name. Weird meaning it's like, well, that's random. You know how you usually hear like Gracie Lee or Mary Lee or, you know, it'll be something like Mary Sally Lee, Sally Smith hyphen whatever. I just want to point that out. So anyway, we know that General Flynn had placed his own person when the administration was coming on within the White House that was ousted really quick by those that had to be appointed by the president since the deep state made sure to uh, minimize the patriots within the White House, right? So he was there and ousted, but scooped up almost like under the wing, under the radar by Stealthy Jeff. I hear him and our favorite linebacker um, did really well at the Justice Department. The reason I point this out is because we have to know that Kansas is in Kansas. Pompeo is in Kansas right now. Or was he in Kansas and already left? So it's important for us to know that he is in Kansas. Remember how we've been talking about all these darn sealed indictments. I'm not saying that they're popping from Kansas, but you have to remember that these sealed indictments are being pursued by U.S. attorneys in other states. We've said that, right? So New Hampshire came up, Connecticut came up, right? Utah's come up, Missouri's come up, and now Kansas. So what we need to do at this moment internally, now we're talking domestic, right? The world right now is at a very crucial point. We are, as a nation, at a crucial point. Not domestically. Domestically, it's all rubbish. We've got this under control. Need not worry. No matter how much the mainstream media, the fake news, try, try to push with their anti-American caucus, with their BS write-ups. I mean, did you guys notice how now they're even attacking the Q movement? We've got the New York Times putting out articles, right? Didn't they? All talking about it because it's all rubbish because it turned out to be 100% true on Pizzagate, 100% true on everything that has been stated so far by those that they so-call conspiracy theorists, right? Hmm. So domestically, we're in control. Now, on a foreign scale, we have got a lot to do, a lot to do, guys. There are tremendous threats coming from people we don't know. Do they have a Colgate smile to give it away? I don't know. You know, what? when I say Colgate smile, and that's like an alert for me, right, is those people that smile all teeth, right? It's not sincere. We have a lot of those allies that smile with teeth. Our conversations that we have as a nation with nations like Russia, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Jordan, Israel, even the Congo are a lot more straightforward and a lot more honest than those with the United Kingdom, with Germany, with France. They're all kaput. The European Central Bank is literally on life support right now. 
on life support. Their economy has toppled. Turkey's economy has toppled. We have strained them so hard that they've actually opened the doors to work with Russia. The same Russians the Germans try to spark war with in the Straits by the Ukraine just last year, early, late last year, didn't they? This is how desperate they are. And you know, at, at, the, at the bottom line, guys, I actually trust that Putin is like super like the gaslighter. I believe that 100% that he's literally gaslighting these clowns because he's, you know, revenge is always served best cult. And you have to remember that this is a nation that he's been running, you know, on eggshells trying to maneuver the geopolitical scene by maintaining his borders. They put so much stress, uh, you know, on the Russian Federation that they were like, oh, you don't want sanctions? You don't want this? Well, then you better pay the debt of all these Soviet nations. So Estonia suddenly became Estonia, joined the EU, but they had a big, massive mountain of debt. Guess who had to pay it? Russia. You know, Lithuania, Russia had to pay it. Ukraine, Russia had to pay it. So they forced Russia to pay the debts of all the nations that broke off from the USSR and decided not to join the Russian Federation. And then they got their panties in a twist, right? Because Crimea didn't want to play with the EU and they were like, no, we'll go with Russia. You annexed them and it's like, well, kind of doesn't look like annexation when 98% of the referendum vote by the Crimeans said, we want to stick with Russia. It's kind of like Cyprus. Cyprus was like, we're independent, but we want to stick with Greece, right? That's kind of how that goes. Now, Turkey is saying that Greece annexed Cyprus years and years ago, even though the Cypriots are like, yo, the Turkish people are invading us. Um, we're independent and we fall under the Greek protection flag. So hmm. this is exactly what's going on. The foreign grounds the geopolitical heat map is literally on fire in Europe right now if 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 you were to step back the fire in in um in North Korea South Korea China right all those nations out there and even South Africa that's going berserk a civil war is is happening and we're just not hearing about it because it's outside of the purview of those that are privileged right those are matches being let, you know, maybe a bonfire, <laughs> you know, in Northern South Africa, right? Maybe a bonfire, but right now, and you know, it is incredible. The heat map is like the, the world's largest raging forest fire is sweeping across Europe and the Middle East. It is insane. And the thing is, it's not even in the Middle East, like Iran's fire is more on the on the European Union than it is on Iran. Like, legit. This is where we're at. There is full panic of distraction. You have to look at the news. How many of them have told you about Mogadishu's bombing? That Al-Shabaab strikes again. How many told you, how many mainstream media outlets have told you that Turkey is now representing Libya as an army and has taken over the central Mediterranean? Right? How many how many news outlets have told you that the Indian Prime Minister Modi is like super BFFs, a little bit limp wristed, like Barack Hussein Obama, who the Indians really don't like because he's imposed a, a, a sense of socialism, and that the tensions between India and Pakistan are tremendous. How many mainstream media outlets told you that there's a caravan arriving on the first of August again to our border with a bunch of West Africans? Not a lot. 
right? Not a lot. They're not telling you what's going on. They're not. They're giving you tidbits and snapshots of kind of stuff, right? They're not telling you how the European Union is creating a monetary system to evade, you know, what we have done to sanction Iran, which are such terrible people because they have uranium. It's all BS, so they're not telling you this because they want you to focus somewhere else. So when the mainstream media is talking about Mueller, you need to look in the opposite direction. When the mainstream media is talking about some lying woman from the South that says, he told me to come back where he came from. Like that woman literally on TV with the guy present was lying to his face, was caught lying. Another, you know, she was smulleting. Like there's literally a term on the urban dictionary called smulleting. This is where they're at. They are lighting internal fires wherever they can. I'm surprised. And from what I hear, a lot of these actions have actually been deterred and thwarted. There were a lot of attempts for mass shootings and bombings over the past two weeks that we've thwarted because they need a a distraction. We've got clowns tweeting online about how they're traveling to places like Wyoming and Montana and North Dakota and South Dakota where they see people sitting at picnics with guns in their holsters and they feel scared. We've got idiots asking, you know, Macy's to get rid of plates because, you know, the bigger your portion, the more the mom jeans and far away from skinny jeans you are. And that feminist felt insulted. We've got a fake feminist telling Kathy, you know, political Kathy, who was stripped of her title because she's conservative, you know, uh, you know, that she's doing a disservice to her race. Like what? She's an American first. I'm an American first, regardless if I am of, you know, a first generation from Greeks. I am an American first. I identify, I say, you know, my, my birth home, you know, my roots are in Greece, but I'm first generation that joined the military and my generation that I created is also serving this country. So this, this manufactured news that you are seeing right now is a distraction. Ezra has the keys. He's coming up to the forefront. Now, Mueller has to be very, very careful. Very careful. Because Whitaker and Ezra, all eyes on everything. Man, you veer, you state. It's kind of like that chick in Georgia that, with the video. The video is going to state it. We got the video. We got the audio. We got the transcripts. Mueller, you're, in tr- you're already in trouble. We're talking uranium trouble. We're talking NSL trouble. We're talking overreach subpoena trouble. We're talking money-wise, access-wise trouble. If anybody accesses Tom Fitton's, you know, recent release where he got the calendar of Weissman, I want you guys to go and pay attention to the end of July where I had published that article about Peter Strzok. Immediately that following week, you will see that there's a lot of information redacted under Section 7, which means uh, it's that of... uh, Section 7E, Section 7C, 7D, all those redactions under those clauses indicate the uncovering of intelligence assets. And their concern, and I said this last week when I talked about it, was not Peter Strzok being exposed that he's CIA. We all know this. I said that to you guys. They get a payroll from the FBI, but they really belong to someone else. There's a payroll from, you know, elementary school XYZ, even though they're really working for the CIA. They're a contractor for 
you know, this, but they're really working for the CIA, the central non-intelligent agency, the one we need to gut. You can't fix it. You need to gut it. We've got intelligence agencies across the board that are doing a lot more and a lot better and offer us the transparency that we need at a time of national security without dilly-dallying. They're playing dirty guys, super dirty, so dirty. You have to think how many people have betrayed the country that they took an oath to serve. Rashida, Omar, evident. Presley, evident. Om, you know, AOC, just pure insane, man. She's like super crazy. Like, I feel sorry for her. I really do. I do. I feel sorry for her. But what people need to understand is that why is this happening internally? Why are they distracting us with this? Why are they distracting us with this? Why are we having this out? You know, that's something people don't seem to understand. The distractions. I mean, you would think you know this by now. The distractions. They're trying to call everyone racist. That's their new thing. You know, join our club. Make sure you agree with us or else you're racist. You racist, 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 race baiting. Gosh, I'm so tired of this. Race and vagina baiting. Katie Hopkins said something super awesome. So she was in an interview and I saw this over the weekend. And by the way, guys, I ate some chips and I'm not going to name the brand on Saturday while I was watching a movie with my daughter. And I got so sick that all of Sunday, all I did was like sleep and try to fend off a fever. It was like the worst. But (laughs) I'll tell you why. I just wanted to mention this. Um, I had to look out for the expiration date because unfortunately I live in North Dakota, right? And even when you go to Walmart, which is like big box or whatever, and you go shopping and you go get a bag of potatoes, for example, nine times out of 10, they're rotten. Like I've been told by a store owner, you know, when I saw cheese and the corner had mold, he's like, oh, it's still fine. You just have to cut it off. It's like, what? Uh, yeah, you know, the FDA just does that so we can destroy food. It's, it's like, no, um, the dates are there for. So I think this was expired. And I must have made the error of not checking because it was like a weird jalapeno type flavor thing. And maybe nobody bought it. Um, It wasn't on sale or anything because usually when I see items on sale, I'm like, yep, they're no good. Um, And that's the thing in North Dakota, kind of like in all, um, you know, more country states. uh, (laughs) You got to pay attention because your small store owners want to make their dollar stretch. But anyway, I was really, really sick. And. I remember I felt so horrible, but Katie Hopkins uh, interview made me laugh so hard. She was sitting in this place and there was a guy and he was like, well, you know, they have a president that says I grab women by the, you know, hmm." she's like, well, I'd rather have a president that, you know, grabs women by the hmm and isn't a hmm. I love that. That is exactly what we have. We have a man in office right now that is not a pussycat, right? He is standing tall he is standing firm and he's making sure his messages are clear he is clear this is why we need to pay attention to his words don't listen to the mainstream media even fox don't listen to them listen to him and if you find someone that analyzes commentary great take a listen i'm not saying don't listen to anyone but take a listen and 
remember when you're listening to someone, look at their history. I mean, there's no surprise there. I've told you guys many, many times, you know, I don't trust Mark Levin as far as I can throw him and I can't really throw him that far at all. I, I, I mean, at all. There's a lot of these people that we can't, you know, trust to tell us what's going on. Look at what they're talking about and look at what's really important to talk about, okay? We've got, you know, people being, uh, guys, this nation, Kenya, had their top leaders and their finance minister arrested, okay? This is a big deal. It's linked to the Islamic World Relief Group, Lutheran World Services Group World, okay? You know, fraud, money laundering, and what? They are down to the T for immigration, I'm telling you. And you know, the president tweeted out something that was interesting. And I wanted to read this out because it's pertinent. He said that the, the Amazon Washington Post front page story yesterday was total fake news. And they said advisors wrote new talking points and handed him reams of opposition research on the four congresswomen. Now, really, does that sound like me? What advisors? There were no talking points except those stated by me and reams of paper were never given to me. It's a made up story meant to demean and belittle. The Post had no sources. The facts remain the same that we have four radical left congresswomen who have said very bad things about Israel and our country. Now, reams of paperwork. Mm, Donald Trump does not need someone to walk him through. Yes, his press people print out every single article that gets published by conservative right, left blogs. They even get um, clips of audio from almost all pundit radio stations that may have some information. They give them summaries, but it's not reams of paperwork. Now, reams of paperwork is what? Getting letters from people with research? You're calling it opposition research? You're saying that Ilhan Omar entering the country illegally... She was provided U.S. citizenship based on false information. She knowingly and willingly complied and provided false information to enter our country. Not only that, when she came here, she was not a child and enjoyed the benefits of a juvenile, of a child within the refugee program, which means food stamps, which means benefits for our family, housing, this, stipends, that, you name it, it happened. And then the question lies is she went to New York, then went to Arlington, Virginia, very specific, mm-hmm. and then Minnesota. And she worked uh, at that age, right as a translator and interpreter for the democratic party mm, that doesn't sound right first of all okay because as someone that is an interpreter that is a translator that's actually like bonafide like signed you know that's my st- that's my schmoo right that's what i do for years as a polyglot since 1995 first of all you have to be legal of age first right Second, she could say I volunteered, but I'm sorry. How is your English that well when you came fresh off the boat from Somalia to Kenya? Oh, yeah, by the way, she flew from Somalia to Kenya and supposedly stayed at friends' houses. And then last minute, they went into the refugee camp, which suddenly an opening happened for a few of them to go to the U.S. and a few of them to go to the U.K. B.S. B.S. Split up intentionally. Falsified documentations intentionally. People. She committed fraud. 
You think marrying her brother on paper was a problem? Wait till you see the connections with who she has. Wait till you see the connections because it's not enough that this woman is sitting in our Congress, right? Our Congress has closed door meetings with hostile nations, meets with presidents, meets with presidents. If let's pretend Matt Gates, oh no, wait a minute. Devin Nunes did. He had a meeting with the foreign minister of Turkey with Flynn and 50 other people and he was scrutinized for that oh you're talking to turkey and they're a hostile nation and blah 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 omar not only has private phone calls for the past what four years with the prime minister of turkey like who is she and why is he calling her there's millions of somali refugees why her when she was only a minnesota rep in 2016 he still called her so that's one why omar two She has had two closed door meetings that we know of, possibly more, with the Turkish ambassador or general counsel. She's had closed door meetings with Turkey's President Erdogan and proclaimed by Iranian news agency on the radio that she's met with President Rouhani of Iran. Not only that, we have pictures of her meeting with the former president of Somalia and the new president of Somalia. So Ilhan Abdullahi Omar not only met President Abdullahi, but stumped for him too and campaigned for him. And she's the darling of our hostile nations media. And they are asking people to donate to her campaign to ensure she's reelected. But racist. No. Her citizenship will be revoked. Her whole family should be deported, including her kids that came here under false pretenses. No anchor babies, guys. Out you go. There is no threat for you in Somalia. That's where you need to be. And maybe you can fix this whole issue. But you know, they don't want it fixed. They want Al-Shabaab in power because they want Sharia law. That's the point. She has come to our nation to change our nation, not assimilate and change it to the likeliness that she wishes. On that note, guys, stay safe. Keep your eyes up. Something's happening in Washington with all those planes, like I said, over two hours ago. On that note, God bless from all of us here at Red State. I'll see you all tomorrow, same time, same place. Town in Tennessee, a long way from the suits in DC, but close enough now to see this mess. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper. They grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper, just to bury my kids right up to their necks.